Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is uh, a powerful magician's uh, manservant, Jess. <laughs> it's what I've always wanted yeah. to be known yeah, as. Today we're talking about Wong, who is Doctor Strange's best friend slash manservant. Um, best friend in inverted No, no, comics? they're the best friends. No, they're definitely friends with each other. But he's like one of those friends that will like dish on you as soon as your back is turned with other people. Like, because <laughs> like Wong just really loves dishing. Like, he, I lo- I do. I really do like that. Like he not only is he not only because because his his whole thing is like his which they they definitely clean this up a little bit later because originally it was a little bit more of that racist concept of you know you have the oh you know the quote unquote Oriental. Uh, manservant that takes care of everything for you. Yeah, but uh, the way that they kind of position it now, and I do believe uh, very much this is um, Doctor Strange. It has to protect the uh, this dimension, <laughs> and uh, him having to do housework would get in that get in the way of that really important job. Uh, it's like having course, he, he basically has a caretaker course. that does all the stuff that he does it that he can't do or is not able to do which is something that a lot of people have and it's not automatically a bad thing so and he's doing he's very much doing it voluntarily as well so he gets paid like dr strange is rich as rich as fuck so <laughs> but yeah goals but, but yeah let's talk about wong um so his real name is wong um yep i don't think he ever got a last name uh let me see Ah. <laughs> yeah, Swang. Um, like yeah, Madonna. Uh, he, his occupation is servant, co-administrator of the Stephen Strange Memorial Metaphysical Institute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, he is a. His identity is publicly known. His legal status is citizen of Kumar Cha, uh, Taj, Tibet, uh, with no criminal record and resident alien in the United States. Uh. No other aliases is known. He was uh, born in uh, Kamar Taj, Tibet. He is single and uh, but betrothed to uh, M. A. Chang. His own relatives is Kan, an ancient, an ancestor presumed deceased, and Hamir, uh, father. And he first showed up in a Strange Tales issue number one at ten. In July 1963. Um, and this is the first issue that Doctor Strange ever showed up in. And also, it would be very expensive if I had my hands on this. <laughs> but, but yeah. But we also, have, uh, we also have Cover Piece Theater. Cover Piece Theater. Okay, so I sent you a link to what the cover looks like. There's a uh, there's a lot of words mm-hmm, on this, mm-hmm. but um, this is back when Strange Tales was a human torch. Uh, 
Human Torch and uh, Human Torch book, and after this was a Human Torch slash Doctor Strange book. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Not immediately, but it did become that. But uh, but yeah, to set the scene, we have a we have a like little a mirror prison. This is what at least Pace Paul Pete is saying with uh, the Human Torch inside, and he's just kind of you know going around in circles. And outside, you have uh, Pace Pot Pete and the Wizard. And uh, do you want to be Pace Pot Pete or the Wizard or the Human Torch? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, the human torch is is uh, is what's the human torch saying? My flame is dying out. Only enough left to burn through one section of the mirror. And if I choose the wrong one, I'm done for. This mirror prison is a great idea of yours, wizard. The torch will never get free. And if he does, Pete, you'll finish him <laughs> off with your invincible pace pot gun. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pace Pot uh, Pete so much. He's literally holding, like Pace Pot, He's literally holding a bucket with a tube in it, going to a Pace Gun. Yeah, of course. And the I really like the cover copy of this as well. You have are the flaming powers of the Human Torch strong enough to defeat both the Wizard and Pace Pot Pete? More fiery action with your favorite superhero, the Human Torch. And uh, this does have um, four stories of it. It has the Human Torch versus uh, the Wizard and Pace Pot Pete, the Silent Stranger, Research the Stars, and Doctor Strange, Master of Black Magic. <laughs> so, so yeah, and uh, yeah, there's there's uh, it's real fun. So Wong is it's really interesting. Like for I was gonna say Doctor Strange's first appearance of this, like not anything about yeah, him. Yeah, well, that's kind of how that's kind of how they did. Uh, did the stories there because like the yeah. strange tales or astonishing astonishing tales or um why am i thinking why am i not remembering the other one i can't remember off the top of my head for some reason but like all of the i don't know but sorry i just scrolled onto the next one and then the next one has a asbestos yeah. man fun fact he does amazing cancer what later on. Uh- <laughs> oh my god so so does so does his uh it's either daughter or wife obestos lady they also die of cancer yeah yeah it's cool uh (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah so we have uh yeah so here we go with wong wong is ascendant and look-alike of khan a chinese monk who lived roughly 1000 years ago and was a student of the occult. Khan was also a teacher and healer, and though his order of monks was devoted to the way of peace, he was also a skillful warrior who would fight when necessary. Um, one day, Khan discovered a strange temple. Exploring it, Khan was drawn against his will through a mystic, mystical black mirror into another dimensional realm. There, Khan met Jihai, Jihan, Jihan, King's of Siridare, his sister, Princess Shalmar, and their court magician, Vong, uh, the one who casts the spell drawing Khan through the mirror. Jihan uh, persuaded Khan to lead his people in war against the wizard kings who ruled this other dimensional realm. Khan agreed to do so. During his time in this realm, Khan and uh, Shyamar, Shil- 
Shai Lamar fell in love with each other. Ultimately, Khan uh, led his forces to complete to complete victory over the forces of the Wizard Kings, and all but one of the Wizard Kings uh, were killed. But Khan did not realize he was a pawn in Vung's secret plans. Vung captured both Khan and uh, Shai Alamar and prepared to sacrifice them to the Nabonic race he secretly served, the Nagari. Uh, Shai Lamar offered the Nagari her own soul in exchange for power. The Nagari complied, transforming Shai Lamar into the Shadow Queen, a sorceress of great mystical power, who is nearly incapable of love. See, you say that she's nearly incapable of, but that means she is capable of love, which means I would date her, and I would be the one she loves, obviously, because that is how that works. Yeah. Of course. Of yeah, course. you as a person who does therapy, you know that it's very healthy to go after emotionally unavailable people who show no interest in you. <laughs> yeah, in my professional opinion. Yeah, you yeah. It's it's <laughs> definitely not a trauma response. <laughs> but oh, dearie. The Shadow Queen slew Vong and sent Khan back to China. Back on Earth, Khan returned to the life of a priest. Khan deeply regretted aiding Vong in defeating the Wizard Kings, and sought to atone by devoting his life to those of his firstborn male descendants in the service of mystics who themselves served the forces of good. Ever since the firstborn males of the Wong's family had carried on this uh, tradition for ten generations preceding Wong's, firstborn males had served the Ancient One, the former Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. The last of the members of Wong's family to serve the Ancient One was Wong's own father, Hymir the Hermit, who remained with the Ancient One up to the time of the latter's death. I mean... How much of a hermit do you have to be to get the, like, you know, <laughs> like, the hermit added to the end of your well, name? I mean, be a be a hermit, like, you technically don't have to, like, you just don't want to be part of society like you could still talk to people like people used to hire hermits mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. kind of hang out <laughs> so like i don't know how much of a hermit you'd have to be but like i guess i could technically be a hermit the only the only human contact i have on a regular basis that's not through the internet is when i get deliveries yeah there are people in my house so yeah. i cannot but, avoid like, them yeah, I don't know. Can I be Art the Hermit? That'd be great. It sounds like an oh, indie yeah, band. Oh, yeah, it is. Ooh, that'd be great. That'd be a great indie band name. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So he was saying, like, he was into this, but, like, it sounds like he doesn't really have a choice anyway, because it's, like, a descendant lineage thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, maybe he's, like, really into the family business. I mean, that could be something as well. and like to be fair like he seems to have like i don't know if fun's the right word but he seems to you know somewhat enjoy his job yeah like he has fun with dr strange and he gets to have lots of superhuman friends even he even gets to play with a ghost dog (laughs) that talks so you know yeah yeah. that sounds pretty good uh wong was a firstborn son of uh hamir thus his life was dedicated to the ancient one from earliest childhood when Wong was four years old, Hamir presented him to the Ancient One. Subsequently, Wong was sent to a remote mon- monastery 
to receive training in how to serve a master sorcerer. Wong's relatives were allowed to visit him on occasion. Uh, shortly before Wong's 10th birthday, Hamir brought a young couple to the monastery to visit Wong and made a marriage pact with them, betrothing Wong to their yet-unborn daughter. During his training at the monastery, Wong mastered certain oriental martial arts. He, rem he remains highly adept in the martial arts, although he since recently became a servant that no longer practices them as he once did. Um, when Wong reached adulthood, the Ancient One gave sent him to the United States to serve his discipline, uh, Stephen Strange. Uh, Wong was the first, first member of his family to come to America. Wong was has now served uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Strange loyally for many years. During the time Strange uh, has succeeded the Ancient One as a Sorcerer Supreme of the Earth Dimension. Uh, Strange's uh, secretary, Sarah Wolf, became strongly attracted to Wong, who began to reciprocate his feelings. However, Wong put it to an end, put put an end to what might actually become a romance with Wolf when she notif when he was notified that uh, Aimee Chang, the woman whom he was betrothed, had at last come to age to be married. Oh, that sounds gross. Yeah. <laughs> Currently, Aimee Chang lives in New York City, and the relationship between Wong and Aimee appears to be proceedingly well. Going seem to be proceeding well, so yeah, right. yeah, good for that. I mean, I don't, wanna, I don't want to like, I don't want to like poo poo like arranged marriages or anything because I know it is part of cultures and like you know not all of them are bad and blah 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 blah. But also at the same time, like mm -hmm. the idea that you're just waiting for someone to come of age so you can marry them is also just real gross <laughs> in my eyes. Yeah, that sentence yeah. is a bit like ah. yeah. It's so it's like maybe you would have gotten with um, Wolf like if it had been another couple yeah. of years like maybe. waiting, which is like even maybe. maybe. <laughs> uh, Wong and the empath Topaz. Oh wait, I skipped the thing. Um, at one point, Wong was abducted by another dimensional sorcerers out to the realm that was still ruled by the Shadow Queen. Uh, Doctor Strange followed Wong there and rescued him from the Shadow Queen's dungeon. Wong helped Strange battle the Shadow Queen, who finally perished. Wong and the empath Topaz were both abducted to another planet by the alien sorcerer uh, Earth Earthana, when the latter used his magical powers to steal Doctor Strange's house and the mystical talismans and books it contained. Earthana... Uh, even viciously mutilated Wong's face while holding him prisoner. Strange defeated Earthana's and rescued Wong and Topaz. Back on Earth, Topaz used her healing powers to restore Wong's face to normalcy. In order to rescue Wong and Topaz, Strange had found it necessary to unleash mystical forces that he believed destroyed the mystical talismans and books that Orthana had stolen thus preventing Orthana from using them for evil purposes. It was actually in it was actually unknown to Strange that the books were just kinda they were not destroyed, but they were just kinda put in a mystical realm instead. So they're all okay. You know. It's all good. You know, he didn't lose anything. Oh, that's good. Um, <clears throat> the disappearance <laughs> of these talismans from 
the Earth dimension broke certain ancient spells holding various mystical uh, menaces in check. Strange subsequently cast a spell causing the population of the world, including Wong and Sarah Wolf, to believe him dead. As a result, Wong and Wolf perceived Strange as a man named Stephen Sanders. Strange made Wong and Wolf uh, the joint administrator of the Stephen Strange Memorial Metaphysical Institute, an institute for researching into their occult. Strange then embarked on a long quest during which he succeeded in defeating a number of benesses that the disappearance of the talismans had unleashed, most notably Suma Garoth. Following the defeat of Suma Garoth, Strange returned to New York and released Wong and Wolf from his spell, realizing that Strange was not dead. Wong and Wolf warmly welcomed him back. Since then, the general population also learned that Doctor Strange was still alive, and that Strange has remained, has regained his uh, talismans and books. Wong continues to act as uh, Strange's loyal servant, although Wong is yet unmarried and childish. He states that his firstborn son will follow the family tradition in serving a mystical, a mystic devoted to good. So that's him. What if he doesn't have one? And they might have to break tradition, and maybe the first daughter will have to be it. I don't know. Or is it like a mystic force where they have to have a first uh, It might be. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, so he's 5'8", brown hair, uh, weighs 140. He's, uh, like, apparently he's blonde, but he shaves his head, so he's bald right now. Which, i never seen him with hair, so I didn't know he was blonde. Um, yeah. Checks out, I guess. Uh, <laughs> He does a lot of exercise, um, and no superhuman powers, and he does, you know, uh, expert in martial arts of, uh, Kamataj, although he rarely uses them in recent years. Um, he can overpower many adversaries, and he's no longer a match for, like, a master of martial arts who kept himself at or near, near perfect condition. So, like, you know, he's good enough to protect himself from, like, most threats. Well, when you're hanging around people like this, yeah. you know, it's probably yeah, a good it's idea. Yeah, a good idea. But yeah, that's that's him. Do you have anything else to say about him before? No. I mean, I, I watched, I, I did watch the Doctor Strange movie, and that's like my only knowledge of, like, you know, this world or whatever. But I can't remember the movie. Like, I know I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember anything that yeah, happened. Yeah, it's kind of one of those, it's... It's a, one of those where it's uh, it's not. It's definitely not a bad movie. I like it um, a lot. But yeah, I remember liking it. I just don't have enough RAM yeah. or memory. Or yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> it's yeah, on. it's one of those. It's just like you don't really. I don't know. You don't. It it it's it's definitely not one of the top movies. So you probably probably don't you know have it there. But yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you have to plug? Yeah, I will uh, plug my podcast, but it is on a bit of a hiatus due to, um, <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say anymore, like, pandemic, like, uh, just a bunch of shit going on, um, but Femme Detail, which is still on, like, the platforms and stuff, and we have episodes that we've recorded and haven't put up, so hopefully soon, hopefully yeah. soon. Well, um, my name is Jesse, nope, not Jesse, Art. My name's Art. I have another podcast called uh, Into Riverdale, where me and 
Daniel talk about Riverdale episodes episode by episode. We are no longer a rewatch podcast. We are just a, I guess, reaction podcast because none of us watch season three. I mean, season four. So, <laughs> um, so far it's going okay. I do enjoy your podcast a lot more than I enjoy Riverdale. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy it because, like, I I do enjoy watching it when it's peak Riverdale. But it gets, it's real bad sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Like, I, I tried watching it. I was just like, I, I did finish season one, but I'm just like, what is going well, on? Well, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, and I hate being well with people, it does get better after season two. <laughs> but the thing okay. is, when I say better, they just stop caring about even attempting to do a story. Yeah, it's just a very uneven yeah. show. I guess is the yeah, vibe. Yeah, it's still going, too. Uh, so, uh, and Berlanti, who did Riverdale, uh, did the Arrowverse stuff, and that stuff's going well uh, so far. And uh, there's also a Nancy Drew show uh, now. So, we're going to be watching the Nancy Drew show after we get done with Riverdale. Yeah. Fun, but, fun. <clears throat> uh, I already did my plugs. I don't feel like doing them again. So, <laughs> this has been... This has been um, (laughs) Alphabet Flight. It may contradict you through all of your night travels. Good night.